0: When we would coach, we'd call them bobbleheads because you'd tell them something, they'd just be like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, okay, yep, yep, yes, coach, yes, coach, okay, okay, uh huh. And they're just like bobbling their head. Mm -hmm. But it's like, do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Well.
2: (laughs) It's the gayest part of your day, sit back and grab a shot
0: of day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Out to Adult. This is Katie Cleary here with Lisa Figgenbaum, and we also have with us today Amanda Petrie.
2: Hi, how y'all doing? <laughs> y'all!
0: Yo! <laughs> do you want to get some cowboy boots on too then? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. from Connecticut, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, we need to set the stage here. Let's set the stage. So you guys understand what we're dealing with.
0: Uh, First of all, we
2: have a cat nativity scene set up on our table.
0: Look for it on our Instagram.
2: Yeah, um, my mom's gotten much better at gifting, let's say. But anyways, it's kind of cute. And then we have uh, Amanda here drinking a Bud Heavy 40. Yes, folks, there are still 40s. They don't sell them at many places because they don't want to attract the clientele that would buy 40s. Should we say why there are leftover 40s and what they're leftover from? Well, yeah. So my birthday was what two months ago. Yeah, maybe month right? and a half. So this puppy's just been sitting in the fridge for two months, waiting for Amanda to come uh, come drink it. You know. So
0: for Lisa's birthday, we all did 40 hands, and so everyone had to show up with their own 40. And then we went to a basketball game. It was fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I work there, so you know, everyone being lit as shit was just that much better. You know what? It made for a memorable experience, and everybody is talking about it still. And we won our first game night. And we won! Woo woo! Right?
0: And now we're about to be on a, what, three game win streak? Hell yeah, we
2: are. We're on one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, what are we talking about today, Katie? Today,
0: we are talking about presents. But not like Christmas presents. Not Christmas presents. Spell it. P R E S E N C E I think. I yeah, I don't know. I think you got it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I think I got it. Okay, presence being present in social situations at work and in whatever moment you are in. We are going to try to separate awareness of your situation from presence. They do get muddled a bit, but um because they need to be. So, welcome. Yeah. Let's just dive right in. The worst Presence, sucker of them all, cell phones ding, ding ding
2: are like uh, millennial, which we technically are millennials, but uh, that generation's really just getting out of hand.
0: We're mature millennials, we're aged, we're like a fine vintage millennial, I think
2: Well, now I just feel old, no, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: anyways i mean even we're bad at this but a hundred percent couldn't agree more it, it, it is an actual addiction it is and it's overlooked like they're just now starting to do research on this with the endorphins or whatever mm-hmm. it releases every time your phone dings or whatever it is i mean that's insane it's like we're not even aware of just how dangerous this could be
0: did you know if you open up your phone and you pull down on the top to see if you have any new notifications or you're gonna refresh instagram or yeah. whatever that pulling down with your thumb Was designed by the same people who came up with the genius idea that slot machines should have a handle. Mm. Doing the physical thing, expecting a reward, Mm. wires your brain the exact same way as it's crazy. That's crazy.
2: We all know the people, right? I mean, I'm not great, I probably use my cell phone when I should be listening or talking, but there's the people that it drives me nuts even Mm -hmm. to watch it, right? Like, it makes me anxious. How much somebody's on their phone. And I think sometimes introverted folks do it as a comfort blanket. Yeah. I think other folks just can't calm down and realize it's okay to just chill and enjoy people's company and be present. They feel like they need to always be doing something, mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, but it drives me batshit crazy. No, I'm definitely an introvert and I can feel myself when I'm getting antsy, I just turn to my phone. Yeah. And I actually deliberately have deleted all the games from my phone yeah. so that it's not an attention sucker because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get out there. Yeah. Uh, I think probably the most
2: annoying thing is um just the social media too, right? These things yeah. kind of go hand in hand. It's like how many times we were just at a concert the other night or, you know, these massive events. People are just videotaping
0: the whole damn thing. Speaking of, speaking of right now, we're being FaceTimed with Alma's girlfriends. (laughs) Yay! We miss you. You know?
2: So, so, like, concerts are one thing, it's just annoying, like, you paid good money, why would you not rather watch the concert yourself and absorb all the feels, versus, like, recording it with the intent to show others, I guess, look at me, right?
0: Or if you Facebook Live the concert that you're at, and so the guy four rows yeah. behind you can see your phone better than he can yeah. see the stage.
2: You could also get sued for that, (laughs) Yes, so don't do that. You guys, we do not advocate for that. And fine, concerts are one thing, but now it's gone even
0: farther. People's weddings, like have some fucking class. Weddings? Are you kidding me? How many wedding pictures have you guys seen where the photographer's picture has pictures of the audience, of the family who's supposed to be paying attention to their daughter's wedding, and there's people in the front row with their cell phones out taking pictures as if they're going to have the best angle somehow?
2: Yeah, it's, it's an addiction.
0: Absolutely not. And then it ruins the pictures for all of time.
2: And look, we've talked about socially, but I'll tell you what, like professionally at work, I have zero tolerance for it. There's been plenty of times where I'm running some team meeting and I see a couple people, you know, over in their pocket on their phones, I'll just stop and say, uh, hey, we're not moving on until A, B, C, and D, get off your phone. And you guys, we can see you. Not blind.
0: Nobody just stares at their crotch yeah. for that long. Yeah. I taught high school history for a while, and those kids were on their phone constantly. It's like, yeah. good God, you guys. You're in the, like, just pass a letter like we did in the olden days. Here's a pen and a paper.
2: Will you hold my hand? Check yes or no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh at work with the phones i was once in an interview there was an interview panel of four people and there was like five or six questions one guy was on his phone texting responding to emails i don't care
2: probably sending dick pics
0: probably yeah
2: probably Mm, the dick pics did have
0: someone get fired a little bit later for that Dick anyways how rude completely rude distracting to you and nobody else on the panel called him out right so he talked or he was on his phone during my entire second answer I get my third question and his follow-up just proves that he didn't hear anything and so I turned to him and I was like oh maybe if you were paying attention
2: You did not get that job. I did not get that job. And I also
0: told them afterwards, I'm like, I don't want to work for someone. I do not want to work for someone who can't even be aware for a 20 minute interview. That's bullshit. It's completely disrespectful. And no, like, no.
2: Good for you. Yeah. So I feel like we could go on about cell phones forever. Um, I do think an interesting part of this topic in general is just better understanding introverts versus extroverts, right? Whether you've taken the Myers-Briggs or a diss test. Mm -hmm. I think when you understand that people really are wired completely differently, I know that at least changed my view, right? Like I can be this outgoing person and it used to, and at times, candidly, still drives me nuts if somebody's just there and like sitting in a corner, Yeah. but like I need to be aware of the fact that that may be what's making them happy and anything otherwise would be extremely out of their comfort zone. I'm also a big fan of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, so I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but it's I, worth mentioning.
0: I think that as friends, family member, whatever, we can kind of gauge what is in each of our people's comfort zone. We do have friends that will just come over and be on their phone and sit in the corner the whole time, but also we're trying to encourage them to actively participate in whatever conversation is going on. Like, yes, we get it. You're an introvert, but also we've known you for five years. Why can't you participate? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? I think also it can be an indicator to watch out for your friends, like for mental health or just any other kind of check-in, if they're all of a sudden so much different. Sure. If they're if your introvert is all of a sudden outgoing and maybe drinking a lot or just extra. Oh God. Well,
2: like, they're on cocaine either way. Sure. Wherever you're going with <laughs> this, they're gonna... probably on <laughs> the cocaña. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if your introverted friends all of a sudden become extroverts or your extroverted friends all of a sudden become quiet, that's a kind of an indicator like, eh, yeah, any maybe something's wrong. But I also think yes, huge fan of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because that's how you grow and that's how you Mm -hmm. learn to experience more things. And you guys, you never know how bright the how the grass is always greener. You never know how are you doing, cocaña? Yeah, (laughs) you never know how how much green. For fuck's sake, fucking green grass. This is all I'm editing. The the green grass. No, I love this. Oh, (laughs) speaking of look at my shirt.
2: Introvert, that's what it says.
0: But it also yells it at you. Right. Introvert!
2: I never even picked up on that. That's great. So, I mean, look, whether introvert or extrovert, one of the most important things to at least prove you're being present, so to speak, is to listen, okay? And I will say... Actively listen, right? And I will say- What is
0: actively listening, Lisa? What does that look like?
2: Well, I don't know, but I'm fucking looking at you and listening, so. (laughs) Well, look, I do think body language is key in listening, like making that eye contact, okay? I also think repeating certain things back that somebody said is you engaging and actively listening,
0: right? So what I'm hearing from you is that you should be giving me eye contact and maybe repeating some of the points that I'm making to show that you understand me. A
2: hundred percent. I see what you did there, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But those are little tricks. Now, the problem is people like me, I've gotten good, like I'm always multitasking. I think I'm the busiest person in the world even though I'm not chill out. I'm wired to feel like if I'm not doing anything or multiple things at once that I'm being lazy or some shit, who knows. I've gotten to the point where I'll be texting or working on something totally different and still making high contact and repeating back things i've heard but i am not really processing yeah. that information so i've kind of
0: learned to work the system that and is a to- hidden skill and yeah, whenever you yeah. get married that's going to come in so handy my dad was so good at this you'd ask him a question ask him a question he's just like not answering he's playing the piano or he's watching tv or whatever it is he's doing and then finally you're like dad and you get this two sentence response so he's like, you knew, you know what my question is. It's yep. in your brain. You just forgot to answer me. Yep. Like, what's going on there, man? Is
2: listening an important part of presence? Yeah.
0: Listening is huge. And really, guys, it does help you stay in the conversation so that you can remember it later. Right. And that's critical. Right. Well, especially if you're gonna try and make a new relationship work of any kind, a new I do
2: listen guy. to better looking people more often. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> oh if we're being honest here, also I need some more whiskey. To you? But I also weirdly look at people's mouths a lot to listen because I see their. lips. That's not moving. weird at all. No, Might you're be good.
0: Deaf? We don't know. But oh no, we know, and you're but partially But if deaf. they
2: don't, if they have horrible teeth and it's a whole freaking thing, I won't even go down that. But here's the thing: <laughs> I'll be honest. When I tune out, it's when I don't give a flying fuck what somebody's talking about. So I've now at least tried to push myself more into my comfort zone instead of going through this song and dance of me pretending to listen and whatever i've kind of gotten better at just like yeah like get to the point
0: i don't wanna fuck it like what are you talking about this is boring i can't handle people who talk in circles or are too repetitive like right. what the hell i'm still talking like, to you go. let's go let's get to the it's point the we got East things to do in us. Fuck. it's the tj also i'm an intj folk no listen what do you want are you guys just throwing out letters yep no. am i a pbnj
2: Yes! <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> but bum Yep. She'll be I'll here all night, test. folks. I'll take that test. I'll take that But anyways, my point being, like, I get it. Sometimes it is hard to listen to people because you just don't have the mental capacity. You don't give a shit what they're talking about. They've vented about the same thing ten times and done nothing about it. Or you're hearing for the 20th time that they have a shitty partner and you've told yeah. them this. It's like, I guess the point is, don't be afraid to just say, I'm not listening to this. But own it. Don't sit there and pretend to listen for two don't pret- hours. Don't
0: pretend. Yeah, don't pretend. That's messed up. And also, it's perfectly okay to ask the person. What do you need from me right now? Do you need me to just listen to you vent? Do you want advice? Are we just drinking wine? Like, what do you need in this situation? Because I don't think I know what you, at this point. point. And I think that is pretty mature to be to able to have that conversation. Think. Be like, yeah. yeah.
2: Put it back on them. Get them to do some critical thinking about, make them aware of how they're sounding. But the long-winded is my, oh my God, especially at work. For the love of God. <laughs> And here's the thing, I'm Billable you,
0: hours. these
2: people don't have either coaches, leaders, friends, family, whoever close enough to them to help them here. If I did this, I would expect at least 20 people to be like, "Figs, shut the fuck up and condense it. But I'm telling you, at every level, I have 10 people in this bucket of this long-winded. Yeah. It shows lack of confidence because all you're doing is talking in circles and repeating yourself. Mm-hmm. It shows lack of knowledge because the same aforementioned thing. Like, hit on the key points, get off your soapbox. You're an executive, for Christ's sakes. You don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore. So in those cases, I do stop listening also.
0: And also at work, be aware you're at work. Like, your time is valuable. Your time is money. Let's get going. Let's make a decision.
2: Read the room. People are either literally falling asleep, rolling their eyes, texting each other about... It just kills me.
0: Maybe next time we'll hear a concise argument against being long-winded. Just a thought.
2: Sometimes I think these people just built in their DNA. Like, I guess if you grew up with your parents being super long-winded, maybe you think
0: that's cool. How do you deal with the folks who, when they're making a decision, need to talk it out loud?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, on one hand, I think that can be a smart business move. Mm -hmm. It's their subtle way of getting the approval and buy-in of those around them. On the other hand, you can lose confidence in a leader, right? Like some people just want an executive decision. I don't think it can be the worst thing because what I've seen is people don't like to ask for help or they don't like to admit they want the approval from the rest of the group. So they're more doing it as a subtle way of talking out loud and getting just that from the group without asking for it.
0: Genius move, guys. I have a friend who I struggle playing trivia with, like bar trivia, because every time they ask a question, she's like, okay, well, let's just talk it out. What war? Okay, so we know that in 1812, this was happening. So what do we think happened in 1814 and blah, 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 blah. But she's just talking for the entire group with the way that her brain works to answer this particular question. So... Nobody else can have their own train of thought because she's just constantly like, well, what that's about this? Well, what about this? Okay, I'm gonna say France and you tell me all the words associated with France. No, no, Wine. no. Wine.
2: Yeah. Hot people. Right. S- football.
0: The answer is the Beach Boys. It has nothing to do with France. Right. Right. Like, I come thought on. that's
2: what, right. I think there's some very key people who have the awareness and the ability to bring out presence from the group, mm-hmm. right? You see somebody who's kind of on their phone or not engaging. Are you the person who's like, hey, Linda, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, right? How can you play that role to make people more present, to make people feel more comfortable to be present?
0: And if you're nervous about saying anything to them, you can go ahead and text it to them that they need to put their phone down and hang out with the group. Right. Right. But I also think go to like a dinner with people, then whether it's at a restaurant or at their house, you could just have everybody, their cell phones in the middle of the table, so that way everybody can be totally. present without having it actually attached to them, so they have to actually. Isn't it
2: sad we've there. gotten there? I agree yeah. with you, like it's, but like you can right. do
0: stuff like that, so they have to be. Or camping
2: when we don't get service, that's always yeah. great. Oh
0: my god, this summer we tried to choose a camping spot with no cell service and everybody had service, it was like yeah. well. Damn it. Oh, damn it, yeah. (laughs) One of my, this reminds me, one
2: of my favorite things before I grew up in Connecticut, right? There was a fluke year where a massive storm hit in October, so all the leaves were still on the trees. Long story short, I mean, it was bad. Like, elderly folks were dying for a whole week. You couldn't get around anywhere. Trees were down. Power was out. So people could not charge their phones, computers, or get onto a TV. It was amazing. We literally had a fire going at my house, which we had to just break chairs in the basement to get going, (laughs) a guitar, which no one actually knew how to play, but it was epic, and just a bunch of wine and candles, and it was amazing because I swear to God, I mean, yes, it was forced, but it was the most present I had ever seen anybody. Yes. And it took me back and made me realize the importance of that just then. So maybe some of this goes back to forcing yourself in what seems like an obscure way to be so present for a night, for a week, and you'll know what you're missing after
0: that. It's like you don't know what you're missing. I recently met someone. She was calling it an art piece, but she went to poetry night. And at the very beginning, before any of the poets went, she went up and she made an announcement and she said, listen, I'm here. I'm doing this art exhibit in the back corner if you need anybody to talk to, come sit by me and I am going to give you 100% of my attention for as long as you need it. And this was as people were going on and people would go over there and she said her second person just sat there and was like, what do we do? And she just looked at the girl and she said, no, I'm here. Do you want to talk about something? Do you want to just hold hands? Do you want to just sit here? What do you want to do? And the girl started crying because she didn't know. No one had ever said that. She didn't know how to handle somebody focusing all of their attention on her.
2: Well, think about how much people are paying just for therapy these days. Oh, my God. And now, look, don't get me wrong. I do think there's something to going to a professional. Yes. But sadly, I think that's because a lot of folks don't even have anyone, family, friends, or other coworker mm-hmm. that they can really talk to, which is why
0: this girl's crying. Oh, completely. It is a really odd sensation because I think we have become desensitized to it because it doesn't happen very right. often. Put your cell
2: phone down. You know what the craziest thing is, my biggest pet peeve, is being at a restaurant and seeing a couple that's clearly together go through the entire meal <laughs> without saying one word to yes, each other. Yes, We've all fucking seen it. That is my nightmare. That is why, folks, I'm going to be single until I find the one who I want to talk nonsense to until we're both 85 and yes. horrible looking. Yes, I mean, how do you sit across from somebody for an hour and not speak? Yeah, Somebody riddle me that. It's but even the older generation, they're not even on their phones. They just don't even speak. But is that okay? I don't know. Maybe for like two people who are extremely introvert. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it drives me nuts, but they're perfectly happy.
0: Well, and some people are. Some people definitely are introverts. I was at a meetup the other day, and it was two network and two meet people. And there was this group of eight people over here in the corner, obviously introverts. Yeah. And they were all playing Pokemon Go. But they were doing it together. So they just sat in a circle, not talking to each other. That's their definition of presence. Exactly, and they were present. Subject change. I want to speak for a moment about enjoying the moment that you are in. No matter what the moment is, like, you have to ask yourself, why are you here? In any given situation, what are you doing? Why are you here? Are you here because you want to be? If you want to be, focus and have fun and enjoy the people you're with. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing. The scenery, the activity, what have you. The person. The person. Yeah. but bum multiple ways I did pick up person. my phone
2: once it was a work emergency but no you I d- didn't yeah I did I, I I know you did I did Ugh. but you one time I don't get one pass it's not like it's a fucking trend there was a fire not literally but it's a big deal I had to pick it up seriously okay great <laughs> fuck I back to your <laughs> thought
0: <laughs> listen though that I think might be a good escape <laughs> If you guys want to use that as a way to get out of any, um, I don't know, alone time with the person that you don't actually want to be dating with. Is that what we're talking about? Well, that might be telling. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's fair. If if your boyfriend or girlfriend answers the phone mid-sex, you might have a problem. Well. So take your time. Enjoy the moment that you're in. And if you don't really actually want to be there, stop going to situations like that be a little bit happier yeah. overall. Don't come to a situation because you feel forced to do it or guilted or whatever. Like, yeah, no. If you're not gonna have fun, don't do it. If you need your friends to help you have fun, let them know that you need to be taken out that day. And then be not aware. Fiz- so- not
2: really, not like the mob. We're not trying to shoot anybody. But like Tupac said, why are we dying to live if we're just living to die? I bet nobody thought I was gonna quote him.
0: Bam! <laughs> oh my God, gauntlet <laughs> throne. <laughs> Gauntlet mm, Throne, mm, mm, Lisa. Okay, mm, mm. so your takeaways from this episode, guys, because we're doing Lisa's that drunk. now. Lisa's
2: drunk. Not just kidding. I'm not.
0: No, should not. It gets better when. But I how am. about just this wait. cat nativity, you guys? The cat nativity scene. Like oh, so oh with Santa. Hey,
2: fun fact: When I was little, allegedly, according funny. to my mom, I flushed baby Jesus down the toilet. Probably shouldn't just <laughs> given up then.
0: I. <laughs> that's why you're gay. <laughs> Right, yeah. and your twin is not. Yeah,
2: oh, she, man. she's probably an accomplice.
0: We God is like, good. Hey, you're gonna flush <laughs> my son down the toilet. Right. But like, fuck in you. what three-year-old
2: four-year-old's head do you want to flush baby Jesus down the toilet? In what
0: mother's head do you let the nativity scene be on three-year-old level? Don't let that's them take the yeah. That's a choking hazard. What The fuck, mom? Yeah, <laughs> turn that one around for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our takeaways for this: put your cell phones away. Actually engage with the people you're in. Go to situations that you want to go to so that you can enjoy them. And engage, participate, interact. Make sure people remember that you were there with them that night. Right? Yeah. Anything else? Live your best life. And at work, get to the point and stop wasting our time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and whatever social media we just complained about this episode, and we will see you next time <laughs> on Out to Adults. Ooh. Ooh! Hey, everyone. After Lisa and I recorded this episode, I got a bonus miniature story from my friends Sonia and Miller, and here it is. I hope you enjoy.
1: So it reminds me of this conversation that Miller and I had when we were talking about our different communication styles and our relationship. Okay and i every time like miller would come out front i'd be sitting on the porch i'd put down my phone and because i that's my way of showing like oh i was staring at my phone oh. but i put it down yeah. so i can listen to you now
0: you're here it's a form of respect
1: and miller would perceive that as oh i interrupted you oh. and you don't you know now i don't want to bother you so i'll come back later And so we actually, because neither of us realized that the other one was doing that. Mm -hmm. And so we actually had to have a conversation about how that seems because we have our phones with us all the time, right? So it's the idea that I was putting it away thinking that that was how I was showing that I was present, but Miller was receiving that as me feeling like I had to stop what I was doing or, you know, something that Mm -hmm. was somehow irritating,
0: No, I think that's good. And I think it's awesome that you had a conversation about it and you were able to get to the bottom of it. Like, how long did it take you before you realized you had opposite (laughs) thoughts about that? Well, I mean, it was in the middle of
1: uh, an argument about something that I think, I think that Miller had said something about, like, that I wasn't, not feeling like I was making space for them to talk about the things that they wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about. And I said, what do you mean? I don't understand you come up to me like always in the evening I'm sitting on the porch you come out you sit in the chair next to me and I put my phone down yeah and I try to show you that I am making myself available mm-hmm. for that
0: and and how did you respond? Positively or
2: I think I was just like surprised I was like
0: wait you were doing that
2: because you wanted to listen not like I was interrupting what you were doing And then it just felt really silly that for, like, a year we've been thinking we were being respectful to each other, but actually we were just doing the opposite because we didn't understand what each other were doing. Yeah. So we just needed to verbalize why we were doing the action we were doing because we were both trying to be respectful.
0: Uh, that's a, okay. I love this story. I think it's great. And I think it just speaks to like open communication all the time. And I love that both of you were being respectful in your own mind. And I think that that's where respect comes from. You might perceive it a little bit differently, but if I at least I'm trying to be respectful of whatever it is, I think that that's the, that's the foot you step off with. Right. I have a friend who, when we'd be in the car together and she would start singing to a song, I'd turn up the radio, like, Great! You you like this song. Clearly, you like this song. Well, I found out like uh, ages later, like three road trips later, that she thought that was rude because I was like, "Stop singing! I'm turning this up to drown you out." (laughs) Every time we're driving together. And we start singing, I turn it up, and every
2: time I think the same thing, like, don't think I'm trying to cover you, I'm just turning it up because we're having fun with the song, so I'm actually, that's something that I totally get. Yeah, 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 it's like, no, I thought,
0: I thought, no, I was being nice, I thought you wouldn't, but I definitely hear how this sounds like, shut up, as I turn it up. I don't
2: want to hear how much you miss, I mean, I
1: know my singing is really beautiful.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as well. All right, thank you, Sonia, for your story. Do you want to say who you are? I'm Sonia,
1: and we were having a conversation with my partner Miller.
0: How long have y'all been together? Year and hey. a half. Yes. Keep it strong. Okay, thank you. We've laughed. We've cried. Mm -hmm. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Ow.